You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. For more information about Dayton Christian Center, you can visit dcctx.church. Now let's join Pastor David Hilton for this week's message. Well, if you got your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 7. And the title of this message is Free to Live Life. Free to Live Life. It says, Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it shall be opened. Or what man is there among you when his son shall ask him for a loaf will give him a stone? Or if he shall ask for a fish, he will not give him a snake, will he? If then, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask him? Therefore, however you want people to treat you, so treat them, for this is the law of the prophets. Now there's a lot in here, and before he gets before he says that, he begins to talk about, watch how you're judging folks. By your standard of measure, that's how you're going to be measured. He says, before you try getting the log out of somebody's eye, let's get the log out of your eye. And then he goes into ask, and it shall be given to you. And, and here's what's interesting about that word ask. That word ask is a request. It is a pursuit. It is a desire. And I'm going to tell you, there's lots of things that I desire that I'd like to see. Come on. There's a lot of things that I am in pursuit of. Come on. And there's so many times that religion that has been defiled has said, you can't ask for that. You can't desire those kind of things. Come on, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And it's almost like they just want to put their thumb on you like you, you don't deserve to live a happy life. But it says everyone. It didn't just say all the Baptists, all the Methodists, all the Catholics, all that. If you're a Jewish, if you're Hebrew. If you're, no, it said everyone who asked. Come on. I'm just foolish enough to believe that. That when Jesus said, ask, if you'll pursue it, desire, here's the thing about desire. Desire is what gets you to pursue it. See, God knew if he didn't put some desire and passion in you, you wouldn't have no stick it out. See, you got to have something in you that turns you to say, man, that's what I want to do. The problem with that is, is when your desires get to going the wrong way. Come on, the devil will pervert your desires and your passions. Absolutely he will. And he'll get you making wrong choices with those desires and passions. Come on, are y'all with me in here? But if your desires and passions are being 
taught and lining up with the word of God, it says, ask. Come on, pursue it. Go for it. I want to do this. Come on, God's not up there mad at you, waiting for you to mess up. You know, how, how dark and how sinister is the scheme to make God out as this big ogre in the sky withholding all the good stuff from you. When he says, man, I've got, I'm not going to give you a snake or a rock when you ask for bread or a fish. Man, I want to give you good stuff. Come on, are y'all with me? This is very clear and it's very plain that anybody can get this. The problem is that we don't understand seed, time, and harvest. Because, see, we want everything and we think when we just ask, boom, boom, it's going to happen. Because, see, the other thing we did was is we kind of equate God to Santa Claus or a fairy. That it just shows up one morning, boom, we got this list, and boom, it just happens. Or he sprinkles a little fairy dust, and boom, it just happens. But uh uh-uh, that's not how the kingdom of God works. That's why before he said that, he said, hey, seek the kingdom of God first, then everything will be added to you. You won't have to worry about it. But when we equate, we ask and it didn't happen. Well, I guess it's just not going to work. Come on. Oh, I've been asking for about a week. Right? I've been begging God for about a week. (laughs) Well, yeah, try about 20 years. And then let's see what happens. Because I'm telling you right now, we're living in stuff right now and experiencing stuff right now that we prayed for 20, 30 years ago. And we're starting to see that now. And walk in that seed we planted 20, 30 years ago. Now we're starting to see. Harvest don't just come just because you put a seed in the ground. There's a lot of cultivating. There's a lot of fertilizing. There's a lot of, come on, pruning. There's a lot of work that goes involved to get to the harvest. It don't just happen. And the kingdom of God is all about seed, time, and harvest. You just got to diligently keep working on it. See, I'm telling you, That's why you don't have to be perfect sitting in the house of God for God to just dump stuff on you. No, you're going to be working this thing out. Wendy said it best the other day. I'm I'm an imperfect person loving a perfect God. See, and that's where grace is always at work in our life, taking us to get what we don't deserve while mercy keeps us from getting what we do, do deserve while we're learning and being taught about God's principles. 
but we're always being taught. Come on, are y'all with me? God can handle all the, all the, all the uh, stuff that we go through. God can handle the, the wrong ideals we get at times. God can handle us making dumb choices. Come on. You're going to make them. You just got to repent and then you don't do it again. I tell boys all the time, it's okay to screw up. It's just not okay to be a screw up and remain a screw up. Come on, are y'all with me? There's no shortcut to harvest. It just ain't gonna happen. Look what he says in verse 13. And I, I tell you what, I like what he says in verse 11. If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall the, your father who is in heaven give you what is good to those who ask? Listen, God's not out there just to cut all the good stuff in half for you. See, when I, I'm telling you, I grew up thinking you, being a Christian was not going to be very fun. But it's just been the opposite. Look what he says. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. Now, that word destruction right there, it means a loss, a waste, a ruin, or defeat. See, a lot of times we think when we read that, it, you know, boy, that broad gate, it's just destruction right now. No, it is a gradual wasting away. Come on. It leads to ruin. You're going to be walking down that broad road and everything seems like it's okay, but you're steadily wasting away, making wrong decisions. Come on, are y'all with me? See, it's like that deal where you throw the frog in the pot and turn it on and let the water warm up and finally cook him. He don't even know. Why wouldn't he jump out right when the fire's hot? No, because it's just gradual. Come on. See? For the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life. And few are those who find it. Now here's what we've done in the religious world. Is that we say this gate is narrow that leads to life. And what we've done is, is we equate the word life with heaven. And we just equate it to going to heaven. But no, we enter by a gate is the first thing that you come into going into a pasture. And there's so much more on the other side. Come on, are y'all with me? But what we've done is, is we've equated the word life here with just going to heaven. And so we just step in and that's as far as we got. And we never go any further, never experience anything else in the pasture, never get anything we need in there. We just, we're in, we're in, we're in. We're all clogged up in the gate. But we're in. 
And that's as far as we go. And we don't trust God. We don't ask God. We don't have faith in God for all the other gifts that he has. Come on, is anybody in here? And we're just sitting on the gate. Are y'all with me? There's more to life than just sitting at the foot of the cross. The cross is our entrance into an abundant life with Christ. Christ ain't on the cross, so why are we still huddled up around it? The symbol for Christianity should have never been the cross. <gasps> but Christ dying on the cross was our entrance into an abundant life. Come on, the cross was not celebrated in Jesus' day. We dress it up, bling it up, we put cross walls. Come on. But I'm telling you, the cross is where we go to die to live. Not to just go hang out. And I know that rubs a lot wrong, but I'm telling you, there's more to life than just hanging out at the foot of the cross. Because Jesus showed up for weeks later away from that place. Showed up in their houses. He showed up cooking breakfast and, come on, walking through walls and, you know, I mean, freaking people out, you know. There's, he did so much more. He did so much more. Look what he says. Man, I tell you what, the word life, it means life. It, it means live, lively, lifetime, rational and immortal soul, vitality, heartily, life, mind, soul, zest, or gusto. Man, that's what it means. We should be the happiest people on the planet. no matter what's going on around us. Why? Because we've been pulled out of that system and are now free to live life. 2 Corinthians 6, 17. Therefore, come out from their midst and be separate, says the Lord. Now, we read this last week, and that word separate, Listen, it is to set apart. It means to select, limit, set boundaries to prevent or restrict the entrance to expel from a place. There is some things that you're going to have to restrict in your life, yes. There's some things you're going to have to expel out of your life. Come on, are y'all with me? 
There's some folks that hearing me now, in here, out there, there's some people in your phones you gonna have you need to delete. There's some boundaries you need to set on some of your acquaintances that keep pulling you back where you ain't set apart to be used by God that are holding you back that, come on. There's some folks you're just going to have to love at a distance. There's some folks you're just going to have to plumb cut off or you're slowly going to destruct. Come on. They're slowly leading you to ruin. They're slowly wasting all your potential. Are y'all with me in here? It says come out and be separate. The hardest thing some of y'all are going to have to separate from is your reputation. Come on. Because see, we've all got no reputation. <laughs> Ain't that right, Mike? Mike knew me B.C. Mike's one of them B.C. friends. See, there's some things we got to separate ourselves from. Come on. Sometimes it's an old mindset. Come on. See, there's certain principles that have to be put in place for you to be successful in the kingdom of God. And for that to happen, you're going to have to separate yourself to be able to walk in those principles to see it happen. And that's what Wade's deal was. It was, it was, he was wasted potential. And yeah, he was, they were at five bucks. But God was separating them now to where they've got more work than he can do. Come on. God's blessing them because he decided to separate himself, come out. Come on. See, any successful person will tell you it was sacrifice and hard work. Any. It just doesn't happen. See, and we often, we've put very little thought into this come out and be separate because one of the things we think a lot of times is, oh, there's just going to be too much demand. It's going to be too much demand. That's what grace is for. Grace is for the demand that the Bible's going to put on your life to be able to come out and separate yourself. That's what grace is saying. Hey, it's all right. We're going to work on that as we're going to get what you don't deserve. Again, mercy's keeping us from getting what we do deserve because grace is at work in our life, not just to cover us till we get to heaven. Come on, are y'all with me? See, God is calling us out for our benefit to be able to live life because he's got an ordained plan for your life before you were even born. Come on, he knows 
He knew you before you were even a thought in your mom and dad's mind. David said, you knew me way before. Matter of fact, 15 years before David was even born, God said, I found a man after my own heart. That was 15 years before David was even born. And then it was 15 years after he was born when he was anointed to be king over Israel. Then it was another, come on, 15 years before he actually became the king of Israel. See, time, harvest. Come on, there was a lot of living between the time he told Samuel, I found somebody after my own heart, and the time he sat on that throne. David messed up a lot. David killed a lot. Come on. A lot of time. But God has a plan, and if we can stick to the principles, we'll receive the promise. Look in Exodus chapter 6. Exodus chapter 6, verse 1. Then the Lord God said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For under compulsion, that word compulsion means strong force and violent. God is saying, you'll see what I'm fixing to do to Pharaoh. For under compulsion, he shall let them go. And under compulsion, under a strong force, he shall drive them out of this land. God spoke further to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord, and I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, Lord, I did not make myself known to them. And I also established covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land in which they sojourned. Now, God says, under compulsion, under strong force, he's going to want to keep you. Under strong force and violent, he's going to send you out. In other words, he's going to be ticked off when I show up and start saying, let my people go. And I'm telling you right now, every time I've seen people come and repent, <laughs> it is under strong compulsion. And I mean, the enemy gets mad when he has to let go of something. He don't like it. And so there's always this war going on to keep you captive. Hmm. See, the problem with coming out, the problem in asking is not on God's end. God wants us to come out. The problem in asking is sometimes it's uncomfortable. Come on, y'all hearing me? Because, see, a lot of times we just don't feel worthy. 
because we've been told we're sorry sinners. And all you can expect is just to sit at the foot of the cross. Come on. And you can't receive, you know, you've done so many bad things that God, I don't know if God can use you. Come on. Which it's totally opposite. Because what happens is when we come to Christ, God begins to teach us who we are, who we belong to, and where he's taken us. Not just to sit down and do nothing. God's taking you somewhere. God has an ordained plan and a life for you. And he wants to get a lot of junk off of you and out of you so that he can get more stuff to you. Oh, man. Come on. What are you asking God for? What do you need to be asking God for? Ain't a replica. Come on. I want the real thing. Come on. What, what, is, what is just... I'm telling you right now, when we started believing God for a ranch, I'm telling you right now, I had no idea what God was going to do. But I'm telling you right now, he has blessed our socks off. It is way bigger than what we ever even thought. I've got my kids all living on the ranch, all my grandkids. Got one kid on his way home from Missouri right now that their bull won, the, is a classic champion. Come on, I, I never had no idea. On the biggest stage in bull riding ever. Come on, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So when you're asking God, you just remember whatever you're asking for is probably even bigger than what you can even believe for. And God said, I'm going to take you to get. You didn't build it. You didn't planet you come on man and you're wanting to tell me that we're just have to sit here and just struggle through life and just just accept whatever Dr. Fauci says (laughs) come on Let me tell you something. You can listen to them doctors, but let me tell you something. There's side effects to all their stuff. I don't want to be on the toilet all day. I I want to keep my hair and I don't want my tongue swelling up. You can keep your pill. (laughs) Come on, are y'all with me? God says you can believe my word, trust in me, and there's no side effects except a blessing. I don't know. Listen, God remembers his covenant. Look in verse five. And furthermore, I have heard the groaning of the sons of Israel because the Egyptians are holding them in bondage and I have remembered my covenant. What did Solomon pray for? Lord, 
when we get out of alignment, Lord, when we get in trouble, Lord, hear, see, and teach us. Right? And God says, I remembered my, I heard my people, and now I'm remembering my covenant with them. Listen, God is a covenant God. um, uh, Solomon didn't ask for all the blessings and ask for great cattle and a bunch of seed and Cadillacs. No, he didn't ask for that because he knew that was just part of the package when he did what he was supposed to do. What his word, what his prayer was is when we get out of alignment with your covenant, Lord, hear us and see us and teach us your way. Because what does Proverbs says? There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is destruction. Its end is a waste. Its end is ruin. Its end Because I'm telling you right now, there's some broad religious ways out there in disguise of a narrow gate. Come on. (laughs) See, Romans 8, 26, the Spirit also helps our weakness for we do not know how to pray as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Come on. God's people, when they get in a bind, they can just groan. You don't even... Come on. God said, I hear you. And I'm going to... My spirit will pray for you because you don't even know how. Come on, I'm telling you right now, if you haven't yet been to a place and been under so much pressure that you don't even know how to pray, you don't even know where to begin, you don't even know if you're worthy enough to pray, you don't even know if you even know God, come on. I'm telling you right now, I served God a long time and I came to a place I didn't even know if I knew God. I mean, all hell broke loose. And I'm telling you right now, when I tell you I praise God through gritted teeth, I groaned. I didn't, I didn't even know how to pray at that point. I didn't even know what to pray. But I'm telling you, you just can't quit. You just have to trust him because he'll pull you on through. And the Spirit of God on the inside of you knows exactly where you're at, what you need to work on, and where God's taking you. Because if you don't work on where you're at right now, you'll never get to where he wants to take you. And that's why sometimes frustration comes. That's why sometimes pressure comes. That's why sometimes irritations come. That's why sometimes, come on, are y'all hearing me? Because it's moving us. It makes us uncomfortable. And let me tell you something. When you ain't comfortable, you're going to try to get comfortable. Pressure, horses move away from pressure. 
And you have to learn that sometimes God does the same thing. Sometimes there's some, he allows pressure to come because he's wanting to move us in a certain direction. So sometimes that pressure and that irritation is there, come on, to get you to give a little bit. Because see, sometimes when we're coming out of something, it ain't comfortable. See, Solomon knew that those uncomfortable times would come because we'd get out of alignment. And God said, if you'll humble yourselves, I will. And a lot of problem we have nowadays is we're too religiously proud to humble ourselves. Oh, I've been a Christian for 30 years. Yeah, well, you don't know spit about the Bible. I'm telling you right now, I've stood in circles with preachers that don't know the word and they're just accepting things on their life. I'm like, what? That's not what the word says. See, we've created a church culture where it's just everything's at the foot of the cross. And that's just not the case. Back to Matthew 7. What did he say? Verse 15. Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruit. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles, are they? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce good fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. It's plain and simple to me. I can look at the system that we've created and you can see that there's not a lot of good fruit. Because I'm telling you, there is a... There is a more than a pandemic of just, uh, what, what's it? Oh, COVID. There's a pandemic of a lack of believers. The lack that trusts God. Come on. And that's due in part to bad leadership. We have been distressed and downcast like sheep without a shepherd. And if anything that we learned in 2020 is we live in a country full of sheep. Come on, man. I'm just telling you, there's more to life than what we've been told. God wants us free to live Life, free to live life. Let me tell you, it's the saddest thing to me when people get so religious, they make it so complicated. Life doesn't have to be so complicated. 
Because God will allow us to mess up. But we have to work it out. Come on. We work it out. We move on. And we can all work on the log that's in our eye. Come on, are y'all with me? See, there's a very simple test. What's producing life? What's producing life? See, Jesus is the good gift that the Father gave us so that we can get through the veil to come into his presence. God never wanted just one man to sit here and be the go-between. Come on, y'all hearing what I'm saying? This ain't a master-pastor thing. This is a personal relationship between you and God. All we do as pastors is to connect your hand to God's hand and then, come on. But when we create this guy here, we're putting ourselves in a situation we can't live up to. My job is to point you to connect your hands and say, look, there's a father that loves you, that has good things for you, and to encourage you that he's got so much more, that he, want, that he, that he has planned out this great life to live with you. He wants to commune with you, but there's some things that you need to do to be able to connect hands. And then it's you and him and he's revealing himself more and more to you. Not through me, come on, but you and him because he wants to be the father. He wants to be the source of your joy, your happiness, your blessings. Come on. But when this guy here puts himself in that position where you have to go through him to get to him, I don't know how they live under that kind of pressure. Come on, are y'all with me in here? Our job is to point you always, not to give you our opinion. Come on, are y'all with me? John 10, 9, 11. Everybody knows this. The thief, the wolf, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they might have life, might have it abundantly. And when you look the word saved up, it's preserved, healed, delivered, and made whole. And made whole. And that's now. That's why you're living right now. The word abundantly, this blows you away. In the sense of beyond. Holy smoke, what? Beyond. Superior in quality. Come on. Exceeding. Abundantly above. Exceeding. Abundantly above. Advantage. 
Whoo, I like that. Sometimes we need the advantage. I'm telling you right now, in the midst of a pandemic, I believe I got the advantage. <laughs> Beyond measure. See, that's a good father that we're asking. Beyond measure, exceeding. Now go back to Exodus chapter 6. I'm telling you, when God began to show us, I guess it was 99, he began to just show us, which we didn't know at the time, but he began to show us where he was taken and what he was doing in his body. And so that's what fuels me to this day to stay the course of what he's called me to do. And so it's, it's amazing to me. And then as I was reading this in Exodus chapter 3, I mean chapter 6, verse 3, he said, he said, I am the Lord and I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty. But my name, Lord, I did not make myself known to them. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, you can just read past that or you can go, wait a minute, what's the deal here? He only made himself known as Jehovah. But I'm fixing to show you something else. <laughs> You're fixing to know me in a way that those guys did not know me. Because those guys didn't have anything to be delivered from. Those guys I showed up and made a covenant with. And that covenant, I'm fixing to show you what I'm fixing to do. In other words, you're fixing to experience and see something. Oh, come on, man. Let me tell you something. We have been just going along here and we've just been hearing about this mighty God. But we're fixing to know him in a whole nother capacity as boss. We're fixing to see some deliverance. We're fixing to see him move his people and set them aside because we, let me tell you, if you've been praying for this country, if you've been seeing what's been going on and you hadn't really known how to do it, hey, come on, I'm telling you right now, God's fixing to set his people apart and he's fixing to show the world these people are fixing to shine abundantly above all that's going on in the world right now. Come on. He said, I'm fixing to show you something. Because we've been preaching a gospel of a God that is far off. And he ain't far off. He is, the word says he is near to my lips. That's because he's got his ear listening for us groaning 
and asking. Come on, is anybody in here? Not just to be sitting there huh, just in shame and guilt of living a stupid life. Of making bad choice after bad choice after, come on. And the devil's got us so beat down in bondage that we won't leave the foot of the cross and we just stay at the entrance and never experience the fullness of what God has for us. You can't show me in the Bible where he wants to keep us with his thumb on us. Look at verse 9. So Moses spoke thus to the sons of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses on account of their despondency and cruel bondage. Some people ain't going to hear this because they like all the drama of living despondent Come on. Just don't want to hear it. Because I'm telling you right now, it's uncomfortable to leave an oppressive lifestyle. That's why when you talk to women that are abused by men, sometimes they don't want to leave. They're scared to leave. But God has so much more. God has so much more. So much more. See, God wants to take us out of that bondage, takes us through the wilderness where it's just enough because he's teaching us his way. We got Leviticus out of the wilderness. We got the Ten Commandments in the wilderness. Come on. He, he wrote the law down to show us this is what's wrong, this is how not to live, but let me tell you something. There's principles that we learned in the wilderness of just enough that takes us to get the promise that he's preparing for us. Amen. There's so much more being prepared for you if we will just learn the principles and continue to walk through the wilderness to get to the more than enough. That's what Jesus was talking about. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants you to waste away in the wilderness with just enough that you come to ruin in the wilderness. Man, does anybody see this? Amen. 
And if we don't learn the principles in the wilderness and how to apply them to seek first to live in right alignment, listen, God is, you may be uncomfortable right there where you're at right now. There may be, somebody may be irritating you right there where you're at, but that irritation and that uncomfortable is taking you to something God's preparing for you. And he doesn't want you to get comfortable in just enough. He doesn't want you. The the rule was, the principle was, if you'll go and just get enough for one day, I'll take you to where you'll have more than enough. Come on, are y'all with me? but there's going to have to be a separation. You're going to have to come out of that. You're going to have to come out. You're going to have to set some boundaries. You can't do what you did back there. And Come on. You can't think. See, that was always their problem in the wilderness. Oh, we had it so good in Egypt. You were slaves and in bondage. How do you mean you had it so good? Come on, it's that frog swimming around in that that pot. Slowly heating that water up. Come on, y'all stand. See, you may be going through some of that irritation right now. And it's because God's trying to teach you something. He's trying to get you somewhere. He's got so much more for you. There's so much more life that he has for you. Yeah, it may be the the problem with going somewhere is that sometimes we don't know exactly where we're going and we don't know who we're going with. I want to know who's driving. If you can't drive, you ain't driving. I'm driving even if I have to drive my own. See, sometimes the unknown is uncomfortable. Always. We don't like change. It always takes Mike two or three months to, when we move buildings to find his spot. Don't like change. <laughs> I'll never forget we moved the first time. He was walking through the, he was, he was like, he was just going down the aisles. He's like, I can't find my spot. You know, he's just like. <laughs> but we, we're moving on. We're moving on. God's always taking us somewhere that he's preparing Something so much better.
if you don't get anything out of this message, you need to get that he's a good father. And he wants us to ask. I don't want to ask for a healing because I've, I've done so many bad things to my body. Nope. Stop. He's a good father. He's a good father. Well, I just don't know if he can bless me. I've done, nope, stop. Come on, put a boundary around that kind of thinking. He's a good father. He can still use you. He wants to use you. He wants to show the world you. What he can do. When we pray and we separate ourselves and we make those choices, let me tell you something. He puts us on a path to show us off. Man. He wants to show us off. Man, Friday night we went to a wedding. Beautiful wedding. I'm telling you, and the whole time, man, we got, and it's, and it's not often that I get to go to a wedding that I'm, I'm not doing the wedding. And so, man, I was sitting back and, and I was watching it. And the thing that got me was, is it's all about the bride. Because she's been dreaming of this her whole life. I mean, has it planned out? And, and, and there's, I mean, the, the, dre- the months of and dress and, and just getting everything. And it's her day. And what got me was this when, we, you know, and, and Logan, he's walking around. Ain't nobody paying attention, Logan. And when he finally gets up there in his place, and then them doors shut, the music changed, and everybody stood for the bride. Come on. And as she walked in, it was just like, oh. See, we are the bride of Christ. God wants all the attention on us. He wants to show us off. This is my bride. I'm proud of her. Look how she has adorned herself. God wants to adorn us just like a bride. Man, and I just sat there in awe and I was like, how have we missed this? Everything speaks of God's glory. If you don't understand how much you're worth to him, then you need to start reading in here without all the noise of a wolf that has come in to tell you that you can't live an abundant life.
Because I'm telling you, there's so much more. There's so much more. Father, we come to you. We thank you today, Father, that you are a good Father, that you want us healed, preserved, set free, and made whole. Father, I pray a blessing over each and every person right now in this building who's listening on the, on the airwaves, Father. I thank you right now for a blessing that they realize how much you love them, how much you have for them, that you're a good Father. And Lord, I pray that as we begin to ask, Lord, I thank you that you're bringing us out to take us someplace that you've already prepared. Lord, teach us your way. You teach us your way. Lord, reveal yourself to us as you begin to bring us out to set us aside, to set us apart, to show us off of who you are, that you're our Father, that you are God. Lord, we thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Y'all give the Lord a hand. I love y'all. We'll see you Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more, you can subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. If you would like to give towards our ministry, there are giving options available at dcctx.church. Thanks again for listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast.